she or he is not alone. Yeah, I was going to say she's probably not alone at all. At all in that question. Because this is what fuels most marriages breaking up. I am not happy. I'm not getting what I want. And so I'm going to go find that hopefully in another person. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when you crave something new in your marriage. Perfect. That's the one. Okay. I don't know if I like this last one that you want to do. Why? I don't know. It just is kind of like out there. Out there? All right, here it is for people who are wondering what in the heck we're talking about. Once again, we're asking questions from a marriage group on Facebook. Here's the question. Does anyone have a partner who checks all the boxes in being a good partner, a good parent, and a, and good in bed, but yet you still think about life being single or even wanting to sleep with someone else? Not because you don't love your partner, but because you crave newness uh, that can't be found in a long-term relationship. If so, how do you cope? And you think this question is weird. Well, I don't. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I hate to sound like I might be offensive to the person, but I, I think it's weird to me because I can't relate to it at all. So this one's just outside of your personal experience, your personal feelings. Yes. And in my comfort zone and all of that. So I appreciate you being honest about that because there's just different things that different people have. Right. And so I, um, yeah, I have a hard time not, maybe not being a little bit judgmental as well about it. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, again, I really appreciate your honesty there because we don't want to come across as judgmental. And if this is a, a topic that you can't empathize or even connect with, that's totally fine. Right. You're allowed to have your own feelings, but sure. this person has their feelings and this is something they wrestle with. Right. Exactly. And it's, a, it's a legitimate question sure. for them. And I think it deserves some legitimate time to look at what I hear in this question very, very clearly is back to something that we've talked about over and over again, which is this survival brain, this piece of our chemistry that says, I want to be happy all of the time. And I want I want to be having this this really exciting experience. And if there's anything that looks like it's getting in the way, that's compromising that, that is hindering me from getting what I want, it is now perceived as um, a threat, as dangerous, as uh, something that is in the way. And I got to get away from it. I got to escape it in some way. Hmm. And unfortunately, this person who's written this, this question um, she or he is not alone. Yeah, I was going to say she's probably not alone at all. At all in that question because this is what fuels most marriages breaking up. I am not happy. I'm not getting what I want. And so I'm going to go find that hopefully in another person. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. 
What she's actually chasing is probably better described in neural chemistry. I was going to ask that. Which is this this dopamine hit, this that feeling of infatuation and newness and novelty Those tingles and exciting. That uh, that's what you get when you are in lust. But that is not actually designed chemically, neurochemically, our bodies are not designed to be able to maintain that rush, that hit of dopamine long-term. We actually burn out. We actually, uh, it it starts to uh, deteriorate our our physical bodies. This is why addicts' bodies break down so quickly is because they are are having these extreme experiences, whether that's fueled by behaviors or or substances like alcohol or drugs Mm -hmm. or, or something like that. Whenever you have an experience that is kicking those specific neurochemicals into play in your body, um, it's like driving your car in first gear at 60 miles an hour. Your car can do it. It can't do it for long. Right. It will It will break down. Our body's designed to have those initial hits, those initial uh, uh, moments of passion. So like when the first time you hold hands and you get the tingles yes. in your body, the first time you kiss, yes. and you just feel that through your entire body, that, that is rush. healthy and normal and good, but you cannot maintain that forever. Again, chemically, you can't do it. Physically, your body is not designed to do that. No, it's not. We are supposed to go into um, kind of this this warm affection towards someone. It's that comforting, oh, I'm coming home to someone I recognize, I know. And and your whole body can now relax. Your brain can go, okay, there's no threat around me. I'm not having to always be on guard. My system isn't isn't escalated or or amplified. Right. So it sounds like so it sounds like this person, their body is doing physically what it's supposed to within the relationship because they feel love towards their spouse. They Yes. But they they but they feel disappointed in that. That they're not getting the, those yes. hits and that, that exactly. sense of newness and that excitement that exactly. you get. Um, and, and again, this is why people say they fall out of love. They fall out of the feeling of that passion and that, that arousal, that, that, that excited feeling. That's what they equate as love. And that's not actually love. That's lust. Mm-hmm. That is passion. Not all marriages are supposed to have that for 50 years you can't do it. Your you, your eyeballs fall out. You just can't maintain <laughs> it. Um, so for an individual who's trying to pursue something like this, um, I would strongly encourage her to start looking at, um, does that happen in other things in her life as well? Not just in her relationship, but um, again, with other substances or with work or friendships or behaviors or other things like that. Because what could be happening is this person could be uh, have what's called an addictive personality. It is that hardwiring which says, I I feel more alive by having higher uh, extreme experiences mm, and right. now I feel I feel less than. I feel disappointed with the normalcy of life. Mm. And they can be really, really disappointed. This is actually the reason why, again, most addicts have a hard time uh, giving up whatever substance it is because they are actually... Um, having to settle for less pleasure in their life, even though the amount of pleasure they're having is very appropriate. 
Right, exactly. They want the extreme. But again, every time you have an extreme high, your body says, we got to equalize, we got to balance. So you have a you have an extreme low. And that's why they do this massive roller coaster between, between really being excited and really deep depression or mm-hmm. suicidality or self-harm or, or things like that. Right. And you can't, again, our bodies are not designed to be on those extremes. It's okay to hit those occasionally, to have that really good moment, to have that really fun experience momentarily, but you can't maintain it long term. It's impossible. Right. This one is kind of straightforward in my opinion of, you know, what she, why she's feeling that. Now, what should she do about that? First thing she should do is absolutely talk to her husband about that. Exactly. And to say, I admit that things are getting a little boring, that I'm a little disappointed. And what can we do about that? Instead of hiding that and letting that become um, this festering um, desire, the minute she does that, she's actually priming her reticular activating system to look for an opportunity to um, have some sort of experience which is going to feel that deep passion and that excitement again. She's setting herself up for an affair. Right. And it also it also kind of promotes a, a secret kind of yes. keeping a secret. And and that also gets that little bit of excitement in yep. there as well. Yep. And that's really unhealthy for a marriage. So, again, if she wants to save her marriage, if she wants her if she wants to have a healthy marriage, you have to you have to be honest with your spouse and just say, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I would like to see changed. Can we start to do something about this and become proactive versus reactive? Become intentional about changing some of that. And there are some things you can do to spice up your marriage again. There's nothing wrong with trying to do that. But you have to do that together. Yes. You have to be with your partner in that, not just doing that by yourself. Because if you do it by yourself, again, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yes. And... Nothing burdens our hearts than to see marriages fall apart that don't have to fall apart, which can be truly solved or saved with one preemptive conversation, with just being honest with your feelings with your spouse. If you can't be honest with your feelings with your spouse, then there's bigger issues in the marriage sure. that need to be addressed. Yep. Yeah, I, I really appreciate how you how you talked about it and how because your explanation of it helped me to become empathetic towards the situation I think it's real easy for us when we when we hear questions like that or see things like that to go oh that's that's just out there that um, and not be able to have empathy or to not be judgmental about it when there's always always an underlying reason that there's always some way that we can be empathetic to a person's situation um, and helpful in in the thing that they're struggling with. So I appreciate how you, your thought process and your approach to that was really good. Thanks. You're pretty good at what you do. So that's why I love you too. I one of the many reasons. I appreciate that, honey. You're, you're the best. Anyway, I think that's it for today. I think so too. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.